Good day, you're listening to MSC Radio and this is Lead the Wave with Ector Samara. Today we chat to a South African traveler fluent in English, Mandarin, Italian, French, Spanish, Gujarati and Afrikaans all the way from Cape Town, Jetson Chavda. How are you? Hi, hi, hi. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. So, tell us, where did your passion for traveling begin? Well, to be honest, it started when I was quite young. Um, I remember I used to watch uh, the Travel Channel and DSTV. I'm not sure, sure if you used to watch it too. And um, that really gave me an idea of like what the rest of the world was like. And I always had this little atlas with me, mini atlas. And it gave little introductions to, to each country and you know the culture of each country and the cuisine and, and the city so, and the flag. So I remember whenever I would see a flag, a new flag, I would point to it and tell my, like my mother, oh, look, that is, I don't know, Nigeria, that's Ireland. I was always quite interested in the rest of the world. <laughs> okay, and do you remember your first traveling experience like abroad? Abroad, yes, but out of South, my first time out of South Africa, no, because I think I must have been about like one or two years old, because um, I went to Zimbabwe with my parents, or my family, um, but my first time overseas, I definitely remember, I, I was uh, 21 at the time, it was in 2013, um, I went to China with, well, just through UCT, the Confucius Institute at UCT, so that's the Chinese department. And they allowed, I think it was 21 of us to go to China after our first semester. Um, and no, I, I loved it. Uh, I'm a bit glad that, I, that my first time overseas was when I was a bit older so that I could appreciate it more. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I went. Absolutely, that's, that's such a cool opportunity. And it was. It was. Uh, what would you say is the most thrilling part about traveling? There's so many things. Eh? Um, I think just the fact that you, you, you're in a different country and that you, you know, you're trying new food, you, you're experiencing new cultures, you're meeting new people, you're listening to a new language being spoken around you. I mean, if of course you don't understand it or speak it. Um, and one thing I always, one thing I really like about traveling to new countries is seeing the public transport system. Because I always compare it to South Africa and we, it's not only that, it's a lot of things that when you go to a new country, you like to compare what you've seen there to your home country, just to see the differences. Um, and one, of the, one thing I do enjoy is being thrown into the deep end, you know, being like taken out of your comfort zone. Um, and in that way, you are forced to adapt to this new country that you're in. Um, I really enjoy that. But the food is number one for me. <laughs> I can imagine what would you say it. is like the nicest thing you've tried, like the most unique uh, dish uh, abroad? Wow. Oof. Okay, I mean, each country I've been to, I've tried something new. Um, for example, I went to Singapore and I tried um, Stingray, which was quite interesting, sort of very bony. <laughs> um, I'm not okay, very adventurous when it, it comes like, to. Served? Um, it was, it was I think it was fried. It was fried and it was served with like a um, like a garlic butter sauce. Um, very interesting experience. But <laughs> yeah, in sure. general, in yeah, I I wasn't very adventurous in 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 like when I went to the Philippines or, or Vietnam, for example. 
where I could have tried rather interesting things, but I decided not to. <laughs> but um, I know that when I went to uh, Sri Lanka, for example, um, it was my first time being in, in Sri Lanka, or I, I, and I went to Nepal before that. And my first time being there, I tried a lot of like, you know, like food that was close to like home food, close to Indian food. That was an experience. And it was nice having it for breakfast. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, food, and how many- It really shaped your experience. I've been to, I'd say about 12 or 13. So COVID really has um, hampered that travel dream of mine. I haven't been able to travel uh, over the past two years, of course. Um, but yeah, I definitely, my, my dream was, I think about to visit city by the age of 30, but of course that's it next year, in fact, that's not gonna oh, happen. Wow. <laughs> I've been to about 12 or 13, yeah. Would you say that COVID has altered the traveling experience? Or would things be different now? I think it definitely would. Um, of course, you'd have a lot of restrictions wherever you go and you'd, you, you'd sort of be on your nerves being around so many people, especially like in, in parts of Asia where, um, you know, there are heavily populated areas and you'd, Yes, you would definitely. find that, yeah, you'd find that when going to certain parks or certain um, attractions that there'd be restrictions on the number of people allowed in, which sort of, you know, alters your experience. But yes. nevertheless, you'd still be able to find, like you'd still be able to, you know, um, experience the cultures and the, you know, the rich history in these places. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure myself and many others are, <laughs> really excited to be able to travel again. Yes, like, waiting. Exactly. Yeah, we are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and is yeah. there a country you could visit time and time again without like getting bored of it? And do, when while traveling, do you ever feel homesick? Um. Okay, a country that I could visit time and time again. Look, China is a definite, simply because I lived there for so long. Um, but out of all the places that I visited uh, on holiday, I think I would say Japan. Definitely. <laughs> um, I'd love to go back there. Um, I only experienced Tokyo, the sort of capital of Japan. I spent about 10 days there, but you might think like 10 days is a lot of time to spend in one city, but there's just so much to do, to do there. And um, it's such a futuristic city, but like at the same time, it still maintains that balance between modern and traditional. Um, and yeah, I would love to visit other parts of Japan. How long did you spend um, in China? Uh, China, I spent close to four years. Yeah. <laughs> I need okay, to answer that's a long time. <laughs> oh, it was, it was. Um, but Tell us yeah, a I did various things there. Opportunity and experience. Um, okay, so initially I went to China to attend like a little summer camp for two weeks. And then the year after that, um, UCT sent me through again uh, for about a month to another university. That was also like a summer camp. And after that, once I graduated at UCT, I decided to um, go to China to study for a semester. And I actually went to Wuhan, which is now famous because no one knew about Wuhan when I went there <laughs> which was in 2015. Um, and then, yeah, after my, after my studies, I, I, like I studied Mandarin there. Um, and after my studies, I decided I need to find a way to return to China. So uh, I remember at the time, a lot of South Africans were teaching in China, teaching English. So I decided to do a TEFL course. Um, took me about a month 
um, at a school in Cape Town. And within, I think, about a month and a half, I got a job in um, in an eastern Chinese city called Hangzhou. Yeah, and then I uh, I worked in China from September 2016 to the end of 2019, with a little gap in between. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it to anyone if 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 anyone like really wants to go, just to have a break from their career, be it in the corporate world or even in in any any industry. I guess um, there's so many opportunities uh, abroad, especially in China. Right now, it might be a bit difficult given um, the restrictions in um, I, I don't think I don't think many Chinese schools are accepting foreigners at, at the moment but I think there are opportunities in South Korea and Japan so yeah like teaching teaching English in abroad especially in East Asia was definitely one of my um, one of the best things I've ever done <laughs> highly yeah, recommend. traveling is uh, refreshing sometimes we need that new uh, different perspective Definitely, definitely. It teaches you a lot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Would, uh, would you be able to describe the people and the culture in China? Were you, yeah. as, as a foreigner, were you faced with any challenges? Um, the people were amazing. They were really, really warm, really welcoming. Um, at times, I did, however, face some challenges. And um, I think it was especially when I first arrived in the country, I wasn't really used to the customs and and the way things were done. Um, and uh, I know there's one thing, I know many people who have been to the East, they would probably say the same thing, but you something that takes a while to get used to is a lot of like older people would come up to you and just stare at you and they'll take photos of you. Um, and that's just simply to, I don't know what it is for. I think it's simply to like, show their friends like, oh, I saw a foreigner today, but it was a, it's an experience. It takes a while to get used to that, but I didn't really mind. Um, and I think uh, being able to speak the la like the local language really, really helped me, because um, yeah, there were often times where I, where I'd seen people who were struggling, who were trying to you know get their points across, and they weren't able to communicate with the locals because they couldn't speak the language. And I think that pushed me more and more to want to become fluent in the language. Um, like I had a friend who was vegetarian, and Unfortunately, she, she couldn't speak any any Mandarin, so I would be the one who would order for her, and I'd have to explain like, please don't fry, uh, you know, this food with the meat, and um, yeah, it was quite an experience. And I did actually help uh, a few other friends um, when they needed, well, they needed me as a translator at hospital, like when they went to the hospital. So yeah, I think I can add that to my CV. <laughs> Definitely, you should. How how long does it generally yeah. take you to learn another language? Okay, that that all depends on how much time you put in. Um, with Mandarin, for example, um, I studied Mandarin at UCT for about two years, and then I went to China, of course, uh, for another semester. But when I first went to China in twenty thirteen, so that was like one semester after starting the language. Um, I, funnily enough, I was like very confident to speak uh, with locals, but I'm 110% sure no one understood me, and I'm pretty sure I didn't understand anyone either. <laughs> but um, it's also mainly because we were we were taught um, textbook Mandarin, whereas when you go to the country, when you you know uh, convert like when you're speaking to locals, 
things are a bit different. They use di like dialects and stuff. Um, but I think it took me about one year or so to be fully confident enough to, to uh, just increase my vocab and to increase my comprehension of the language. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, after a year or so, I, was, uh, I, was, I wasn't shy to speak to shop owners at Chinatown or any Chinese shop that I went to. I would just walk in and speak to them in, in Mandarin. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, I guess you I have to have like experience it firsthand to understand the language on a more deeper level, like merely just uh, reading and writing isn't enough. No, no, definitely not. You do definitely, like, there are like four aspects to learning a language, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. So, I mean, that can mm -hmm. come in any form. Um, for example, like reading, it could be, you could read a book, you could read subtitles. It's the same thing. You are reading at the end of the day, you know? Um, and what's nice, of, what's nice about reading subtitles when watching a movie is that you have context. Um, and speaking that, that can be a, that can actually be an issue for many people because they don't have opportunities to convert in that in their target language um but yeah that's why i think it's good to find a language a language partner if there's anyone you know who wants to learn like learn a language at the same time as you it definitely helps um having someone to assist you yeah. okay and what are some of the other things you enjoy doing while traveling Wow, uh, quite a lot again. <laughs> I think um, I can tell you one thing I don't enjoy about traveling, and that is like when going to a new place, visiting touristy destinations. I, I'd always feel that it would, they'd be too full, things would be too expensive, the food wouldn't be as, as authentic. So what I would often do is speak to locals. I'd go, I'd ask them where they go, where, which restaurants they go to, which you know um, attractions they would recommend. And often, yeah, oftentimes I felt like the restaurants that they would recommend were like the food was better and much cheaper. Um, and yeah, and I, I, I often enjoyed looking at like visiting like different uh, parks. I like parks <laughs> and I like seeing the architecture in each new city because I'd noticed that even in like in one country, for example, if you go to uh, Vietnam, for example, uh, between the north and the south, like architecture was completely different. Um, they, both days, I mean, each place would have its different influences. Um, and I loved photography. I'm not a photographer in any way, <laughs> but I loved taking photos. And I think everyone will admit this going to a market and bargaining is one of the best things about visiting a new place. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to share one of your most memorable traveling experiences with us? Oh, there's so many. Okay, I'm going to say that. <laughs> I think, uh, well, if I have to, you know, I'm thinking about some of my my memories, and I'm fortunate enough to have, like, visited the border between South and North Korea, um, visited Mount Fuji in, in Japan. I've been lucky enough to uh, see the Himalayas in person when I was in Nepal. Uh, but I think definitely my most uh, memorable uh, experience was traveling to uh, Sri Lanka with my sister and parents. Uh, so my sister stayed in China as well. We were there. She was there for about two and a half years. Um, so we would actually see each other quite often. We would travel around um, quite a bit. And then we decided to um, gift our parents with a trip to Sri Lanka. And that was that was really nice. Like it was, I don't know, the people were really amazing. The food was divine. And 
Uh, we went to about six or seven cities and each place just had its own beauty and charm and um, the beaches were incredible and um, we experienced like proper like monsoon, which I've never, I'd never experienced before. Uh, visited tea plantations in the hills um, and yeah, took this very famous train ride from uh, a city called Ella to another, to another famous city called Candy. And we saw like where spices were grown, which was quite mind blowing. I didn't know a lot of where a lot of spices were grown <laughs> and how they were grown. But uh, yeah, that was for me the, the most memorable time during my or my four years or so overseas. That is lovely. And I hope you have so many yeah. more experiences like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I really want to. I really want to. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, just learning another language is not an easy task. And you have learned seven, which is mind blowing. Do you have any advice for our listeners with regards to learning another language? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, look, to, as cliche as it may sound, like my, my, my advice is always uh, to anyone is always to like, just to not be scared. I know it sounds a bit strange. Like, of course, it's daunting to learn a new language, but uh, what's nice is you can do things at your own pace uh, and you set realistic goals for yourself. Like, for example, if you, if your aim is to learn 10 words per day, do it that way. But some people, I mean, you get people who want to learn 10 sentences per day. Um, you know, it's, it's all, it all depends on how you want to do things. Um, and the best is to try and immerse yourself uh, as much as possible in your target language. Um, so uh, watch movies, watch series, uh, listen to music in that language, read subtitles in the language, read a, read a book that, that maybe you've read in your own home language, in, in English, for example. Um, I know someone who's read Harry Potter in, in French. Um, even if you don't understand each and every word, it's okay. Underline the word, go back to it later. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to find um, a language partner if that's possible. If you don't know anyone in any um, anyone in your in your friend circle who wants to learn, there are apps that you can download where you can actually practice with local with either native speakers or second third language speakers. Uh, I think one of them is called Hello Talk. Um, but it's good to it's really good to practice speaking the language because that is when you gain the most confidence and my one piece of my main piece of advice is make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes because that's how you learn and that's how you it allows for self-correction um and hopefully that will help you remember you know remember what you did wrong like you know the next time you try and say a certain phrase or a certain tense um and yeah just enjoy it like language should not be a chore. It's, it's a very it's very fun to learn a new, a new language. It's a tool that you can use when when traveling. So yeah, <laughs> um, I definitely Thank recommend so that anyone that. learn a new language. Oh no problem. That is <laughs> no valuable problem. advice. Before you could go, is there anyone you'd like to yeah. give a shout out to? Ah, oh, my my parents and my sister, my parents, Bogoti and Anil Chabda, and my my sister Asmita Chabda. Um, yeah, thank you for supporting me. <laughs> thank you for uh, for allowing me to live my dreams. And yeah, every all my friends out in wherever you are in the world, all my friends in Cape Town, my work. I'm at work at the moment. <laughs> Shout out to all of you if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, thank you and thank you for your time, Victor. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for your time, and I really no wish you many, many more safe travels. 
Thank you so much. To you too, and I hope you get to learn a new language or two. I will. I definitely will. This is so inspiring. I'm motivated to go start I, learning. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You take care. Cheers. Okay. Thank you. Eh? Bye bye.